1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
0: Okay, well, I've got a couple uh, legal updates regarding two kind of pop culture relevant stories. Uh, starting with the first one on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. This one is, um, you remember this? I remember this. A lot of people who got obsessed with the first kind of edition of the Serial podcast regarding Adnan Saeed uh, will be very excited to hear this update that came down yesterday. Uh, Adnan Saeed, who was accused in 1990, actually not only accused, Convicted in the 1999 killing of his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee, um, has been has that that murder conviction has been overturned. This is huge news. This has been a completely like lengthy, ongoing story that ha- that garnered public attention because of the serial podcast in the way that it did, um, and he was able to walk out of a courthouse yesterday without shackles, get in a car, and go to a home. Uh, and he's be- he is being monitored by GPS uh, device because at this point, there is a conversation about whether or not they will drop his charges or retry him for murder. But the- And the prosecutors have 30 days to make that decision. But a whole bunch of stuff came to light in a year-long investigation, including but not limited to the fact that there were two other suspects at the time of his conviction. Mm -hmm. This is, what, how did you react to hearing this, having been a fan of the podcast? Yeah, no,
2: I certainly was there for the first, I mean, this really truly was the first podcast that sort of grabbed, you know, like worldwide attention. And it was sort of the thing that launched a thousand ships of true crime podcast from that point on. Mm -hmm. I listened actually to the new episode that, uh, went up this morning we're in um, it's laid out for us everything that got, gets us to this point and <clears throat> it was truly just amazing to think like but for this podcast mm-hmm. he very likely would still be in jail but for the interest in this case he would still be in jail and to your point he, it's not that he's totally out of the woods but it seems very clear that this 30 I would imagine this 30 day period is almost just a um, you know just a formality, formality because the likelihood that they're going to retry him doesn't seem particularly likely um at least uh, again in the the episode that came out this morning which you can also listen to on the uh the daily podcast mm-hmm. the new york times um, that that's what their episode for the podcast was today. Sarah Koenig sort of like laying all this out. It seems clear that he's not going to be tried and that an investigation will, will continue into these other two people, which they do not name those other two individuals, but it's very clear that those, the, the misdeeds by prosecutors in this case, um, you know, really, truly indicate that. If anything he did not get a fair trial
0: absolutely and you know to your point there are two the they, they mentioned that there are two other suspects that uh, they are aware of and one of them issued a pretty pretty ominous threat to Haman Lee at one point essentially saying yeah I can make I could make you disappear I could kill you and
2: both apparently have a history of violence with women one of them's incarcerated for you know I think violent uh, something or other. So, yeah, uh, it's clear that they dropped the ball. And um, I I just can't get over the fact that somebody was in jail potentially for, what, 23 years? 23 years. years. It's absurd and insane. And it's also been a long time since the, you know, season of serial premiered back in 2014.
0: Right. I mean, that's true, too. You know, that was 15 years after the crime took place. And now it's been an additional almost decade. Yeah. And so to think that that's how long it took for that train to move down the tracks. And not only that, but, you know, when you think about who we knew, or at least from the Serial podcast, how we understood a teenage Adnan Saeed. This was somebody who had a ton of potential. He was a great student. He had plans to go to, I think, medical school. I mean, he had this entire bright future ahead of him, and it was cut short by, you know, uh, investigation that had a whole bunch of shoddy, um, sort of stuff go awry, and some of the evidence that they were leaning into is now in today's world not even reliable evidence, including like the ping of his phone and where yeah. he was at any given time. Yeah, and so this was this has been a long time coming, um, and uh, yeah, so we will see what happens in 30 days, or they have 30 days to respond but like you said that's a formality and we'll just probably it seems be like anyway
2: and but again like he was 17 years old it's just it's a tragedy and, mm-hmm. and i would imagine there's going to be a lawsuit uh, yeah. uh f- you know if if they decide not to try him which yeah. i imagine they won't
0: uh now can i give you one more other quick update do you remember course, the name sherry papini
2: oh of course i do that lady that went missing and had a whole tale to tell after she was found, yes. which didn't add up. And are you telling me we now know perhaps it didn't add up?
0: Well, what we do know is how uh, what her sentencing is. So she was sentenced yesterday uh, for, as you said, faking her own kidnapping. What she did is in 2016, the day after Thanksgiving, she went missing a three-week multi-state a uh, search took place and eventually she turned up about 150 miles from home with all like ligature marks, a branding on her shoulder, all kinds of, she was tied up. Um, and then it became pretty clear that she had done all that stuff to herself as part of this storyline that she had been kidnapped when really what she did is left her husband and two kids and traveled to a different state to hang out with her ex-boyfriend because she, quote, needed a break. Mm -hmm. Now, she has been sentenced to 18 18 months in prison, but also she is being ordered to uh, pay a whole lot of money because think about all of the resources that she took in order to, when people were looking for her, and all this was planned and orchestrated. So uh, she and then also she collected one hundred thirty thousand dollars in disability payments after that hoax. So she's been ordered to pay uh, all that all that money back.
2: You know, what's interesting about this story is what my memory is of of coming upon this story was through another true crime podcast. Um, uh, what is I always get the name mixed up the um, murders. My, my favorite, favorite murder. Murders. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite murder. So now only murders in the building. I know. Uh, so but my murders. favorite murders, my favorite murder, um, I think was where I first heard about this case and they talked about Sherry Papini. And I remember thinking like, what is this case about? And reading about it, it just seemed. And it, it, the thing that was that stood out at the time was that her story upon you know, like being, you know, found. Uh, just didn't add up. And it seemed so obvious. It was like, why are people, why is nobody questioning this? And Mm -hmm. clearly they ultimately did. And thank God, because, you know, it's not just that she took disability payments and all that stuff, but the story that she told just belies a certain amount of, well, it's just gross and dishonesty, but also like racism and just like, Oh yeah. You you just, it it just tells a tale that um, I'm so glad was told because sort of breaks through these like narratives that and stereotypes that people have about, you know, crimes like this. I don't know. I'm just grateful that somebody actually did the work, um, you know, and held her accountable because yeah. it didn't just affect, like, I'm sure I could hear people be like, well, just, you know, and this is probably her. It just affected. It's not like it hurt anybody, but like, think about all the people who became oh, yeah. suspects. Think about all the people who, you know, um, i don't know we're just yeah. we're just falsely
0: well she had an entire community living in fear yeah of yeah a certain race of people yeah truly exactly and you know you know they they used resources that could and should have been
2: banked on mm-hmm. people's racism and fears about yeah. people other than themselves to both to be believable as an excuse right for her own misdeeds
0: absolutely and then uh used the resources that should have and could have been available to actual yeah. other things actual
2: crimes yeah that had actually been committed yeah
0: while she was just taking and a break it also
2: tells a tale of the media's attention mm-hmm. whenever somebody like her disappears like to just it becomes a sensation in and of it. I don't know. I think this, this moment was a great opportunity for a bunch of people to sort of <laughs> learn some stuff to do
0: some reflecting. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, you may be wondering, as I am, what kinds of big changes Charles will be making now that he's in charge. Well, Bradley Trainer, Charles, a little Charles, in, Charles in, charge in charge after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. Well, there's a new one in charge on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And turns out Charles is in charge.
2: Oh. New boy in the neighborhood lives
1: downstairs and Do you think
2: he lives downstairs? That, of Not. course.
1: He's not the new boy in the neighborhood. Yeah, he's not really yeah. that new. It's no,
2: been about no. seven years. we got to rewrite this.
1: We'll workshop that. <laughs> but
2: anyway, Charles is in charge.
1: Of and our not days to make, and our nights.
2: I mean, I feel like, you know, we can have a little bit of uh, lighthearted humor at this point. But um, King Charles III, because that is how we shall. It is weird. Don't you feel it's weird to call Prince Charles King Charles? Yes. Just because we've yeah. known our whole life. Prince Charles.
0: I had the hardest time immediately. I mean, truly immediately. Yeah. It was he was referred to as King Charles and I was like, who?
2: Also, don't you love how like we as Americans care about this? Because nobody cares if we get it wrong.
1: Also, missed opportunity. He could have called himself King Arthur and he didn't do it. He
2: could have called himself King uh, you know, uh, Booty Pants. I mean, he could literally have picked any name he wanted. He could have been King Boobly Butt king ding dingaling i mean he could have been keep King going ding-a-ling. keep going <laughs> but he's not anyway I would just go kingaling kingaling uh the moral of the story is he's in charge now yeah and he's shaking things up kids
0: <laughs> no <Ooh>. I, like <laughs> he's rearranging the furniture he's a modern guy in the ghost <laughs> he
2: is now the oldest uh ascending monarch so he, he is the, all
0: these records they're breaking. Well, truly,
2: there. he has waited 70... It's 78, right? Not 73. I get threes and eights mixed up sometime. Anyway, 78 years young.
0: He's he, not that old. I think he's 73. I think yeah. you were maybe right. Maybe
2: 73. I get yeah. those two numbers mixed up. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, anyway, the moral of the story is... Um, He's really old and he's now in charge. But the, the the point that I wanted to make in this particular segment in this particular moment today is that he he has some leeway in terms of like who's going to be in, who's going to be out, who's going to be doing work for the family. And it all has to do and revolves around um, this. Uh, there's a name for this law. It doesn't matter.
0: It's the king law.
2: But it, it, it all deals with like who can fill in and who can do official things. It's the Regency Act, the 1937 Regency Act. Under this act, the spouse of a monarch and the four adults in line for the throne can be called up as counselors on state official business. Previously, that was Charles, Prince William, Prince Harry, and Prince Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he wants to change that because what he's trying to do is... um elevate certain people and not elevate others and Mm -hmm. he would like you know to involve some of his siblings not others you can imagine i wonder who uh, i wonder who and really this i think the interesting thing to to watch will be how this is now going to like he let's be clear he's going to be around for a while yeah i mean it could be you know another two decades three decades maybe not three but two decades right yeah so he'll he'll be around for a while, but you have to imagine that he is more focused on setting the table for what likely will be a very long reign by that of his son, mm-hmm. his eldest son, right?
0: Yeah, and here's my question, and I don't, I I honestly don't know the answer to this, and I don't know if you even do. But I'll make it up if I don't. Okay, not really. Do are, do are they working in concert then? Like. Does is is King Charles taking into account what Prince William's hopes are for his time on the throne? That's my question. Wait, say that again. Like are the two of them working together in the sense that like does do we think or do we know is is Prince Char- King Charles King Charles King Charles is he consulting with William, about what mm. William's hopes are, because by all means, William is probably, he's going to be sitting on that throne for a lot longer than his dad will.
2: I don't have any idea okay. the answer to your question. If I were to venture an educated by YouTube, The Crown, Perfect. and years of giving a crap about little tidbits of information Better regarding than the family, I, I would imagine that, and again, watch, it's probably the total opposite, that, like, Charles is, he looks at the world more modernly than Mm -hmm. his mother did, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine a world where he, even his mother was thinking about the world Charles would inherit, but was perhaps not involving him directly. Right. I would imagine that Charles, in turn, would do the same, but probably is more likely to actually have a allow William to have some direct involvement or at least mm-hmm. ask him his thoughts and opinions about yeah. it. Um, that said, like, I think Charles probably also is like, this is my first chance to <laughs> yeah, fly. Like, I make my shine. mark on
0: history and, oh, and jazz hands.
2: The other thing that I know about Charles from many years of paying not too close attention is If you believe the crown this dude is like always wants to modernize and do things differently he's
1: a savvy businessman according Mm -hmm. to the New York Times he turned a sleepy estate into a billion-dollar business
2: and is very focused on doing things differently so I would not be surprised if he is involving William in some way that his mother would not have involved him
0: I mean I think all I can say to that is I want Charles in charge of me Dude. No, what? that's just the end Ew. of the song. When we I come think back. Camilla sings. You oh, celebrities say? behaving badly. We're here to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello there. We have a name for them. We call them Teabags.
1: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
0: Who's your teabag? Uh, Kanye West.
2: Oh, gosh. What's he up to?
0: Well, he was on a podcast on Friday where he very um, surely told the podcast hosts that although he has a school now, yeah, he's never read a book. Oh, 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 what? what? Yeah. What?
2: Yep. What does that mean, mm-hmm. actually? Because I don't think that's probably true, but
0: here's what he it. said. I actually haven't read any book. Reading is like eating Brussels sprouts for me, and talking is like getting the Giorgio Baldi corn ravioli. I think. What, what does sh- that mean? I, what what is getting- Giorgio now, Baldi corn <laughs> ravioli? I don't know, but y'all. A lot of I, I love Brussels sprouts. So I, do
2: too. I will read Not all day. Ones, though. Mm-hmm. No, Those that's right. yeah,
1: roasted. Yeah, yeah. They
2: smell like boiled farts. Okay.
1: Grilled. I bet that Giorgio Baldi ravioli. That's the restaurant that celebs like to go to in Santa Monica. Oh,
2: okay, I knew Holly right. would yeah. know if it's mm-hmm. California.
1: I need yeah. to look it it's up. It's a here. it's a fancy restaurant. I think it's one of Rihanna's favorite restaurants. The Kardashians are photographed outside of it. And hey, guess they have corn ravioli. Listen. So he's
2: saying, but what's funny is he's he. I think he's making like a simile metaphor. What what are we? A le- at, like an as?
0: Uh, that's a sim simile. Sim- sim-
2: <laughs> yeah, us trying to teach your children anything. Yeah, so we
0: at least we know that yeah. though.
2: <laughs> so when you, no, it's it's a simile, right? Using like or as.
0: I feel like that is
2: right simile, or is that a metaphor?
0: No,
1: a metaphor. is wait. just
2: a butterfly. A simile is a
1: this is this. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go to a place. Thanks. <laughs> it's called the Internet. A simile. I, also,
0: I do just want you to know, I've called up a picture of the corn ravioli. Looks amazing. Does it? It looks like Velveeta shells
2: and cheese. No, I that you would put that in your of mouth. Of course honey. I would. I would
1: put Velveeta
0: shells and cheese. Yeah, for but my I mouth bet too. that costs forty
1: dollars. I will
0: take the bus. Okay, simile, like her as
1: a figure of speech involving the comparison of one thing with another thing yeah, or of a go. different kind. Okay, there so, you
2: go. So that is what he's employing here. Thanks that we've actually figured this out. Thanks, I, thanks, words. I read. Thanks, but he's saying like reading is like bad, talking is like good. OK, mm-hmm. but I don't even get what that means, because like you're like I get listening mm-hmm. versus reading.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like maybe then I can understand because like I listen to audiobooks. Right. for me. Sometimes that is an easier way to take in information if I can't be totally focused. If I'm reading, I have to be ultra focused like I have no distractions, uh, you know, so like I get. In that sense, what he's saying, what does he go on to say is the point of bringing this up in his podcast? Know, like his I'm school is re- not going to make kids read books or what?
0: I don't know. I'm just reading the report of the report. This is just like, <laughs> She's the like
2: I didn't read the headline. I didn't I, just-
0: I didn't. I Well, no, because I would have had to listen to the podcast and I couldn't. <laughs> there are things that I will do for you listeners of my talk and there are i do have limits and listening to kanye west
2: we're reading that that um Mm -hmm. farrah abraham trash
0: oh yeah thank you you're welcome Mm -hmm. you're welcome but i'm gonna need somebody else to go forward and listen to this kanye west podcast because i cannot
1: also this podcast is by a legging company
0: great i can't you know know, whatever you know
2: I like to put things on him. Yeah. Uh, I, I just asked because, like, my my question was, like, okay, so he makes a bad simile metaphor, like, an as, but, ma- maps, like, what's the point of that? He's saying, like, I'm going to teach kids differently, and to that I would say, okay, well, you're not alone, and you wouldn't be the first person, although I, I just have severe problems, and this will just belie my own opinions about the world, like, yeah people who think they can do things one better, it's like, well, sure, okay, but are you actually doing this or is this just like an an extension of your ego? Like you want to mm-hmm. put your name on something and say that, you know, look at you, you're doing something different.
0: Yeah, I mean... Can I tell you what I have a significant issue with when it comes to? So he starts, to, of course, he talks about his school, right? That's yeah. the thing everybody's talking about right now. Yeah. And I want to tell you what I find to be particularly offensive about this particular school. So this is a school in Simi Valley, California that is named Donda Academy after his late mother, Donda West. Yeah. This is what you can expect from Donda Academy. Uh, students participate in quote, full school worship. Core classes of language, arts, math, and science, in okay. addition to lunch recess enrichment courses such as uh, visual art, film, choir, and parkour. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, fitness. So there you go. So that's like what so that that sounds that's a according- good here's the thing though. Um, it is not an accredited school. Okay. The the principal or the what I don't even know if they call it a principal is not somebody who has roots in education at all. Okay, Donda, for whom this academy is named for, his mother... Isn't she a teacher? She was an English professor. Yeah. So I feel like if you are really actually trying to honor your mother and her influence in the world, maybe... Maybe there's an avenue that you might take that would highlight what her talents and her career was devoted to mm-hmm. and not make it a reflection to your point of your perspective on the world and how you want to shape and form I, the next generation. I will
2: say I'm on their website. It seems very uh, like this is a religious school. Right. Like this seems like a very uh, like churchy school.
0: Yeah. It definitely Just in terms has...
2: of the wording on the website.
0: Yeah. And it definitely has the Kanye West aesthetic.
2: Which is interesting too, because that opens up all sorts of opportunities to not have to do all sorts of things that, you know, like a public yeah. school would have to do. Could
0: we right. also tell you that uh parents had to sign a non disclosure agreement?
2: Okay, that's weird.
0: Why would you like who's interested in this? That's
2: but you what know, I'm that said, about. there are sort there are all sorts of like educational opportunities that I think we would all be surprised at. That you could involve your children with.
0: Well, and here's the other thing I will say. Like to what may have been his point or may not be his point, everybody learns differently, right? Like yeah, that's what true. it is not a one size fits all approach.
2: I totally agree. In fact, I think a lot of in a lot of ways traditional school cannot be helpful for kids.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I am here for a discussion. But I prefer it to be a well-informed discussion about
2: people who are like subject matter experts.
0: Yeah. Rather than just Kanye West, who now is in charge of a school saying, I don't read. It's like Brussels
2: sprouts. Five minutes ago was like yelling at people who he was in business with because Mm -hmm. he didn't like what they did. Yeah. Just didn't seem very thoughtful. So maybe this isn't going to be that thoughtful either. Donda rule number 58. Writing should be regarded as an activity that necessitates critical thinking, an aspect that is fundamental to all good writing.
0: Oh, that's not bad. Uh, How about, I've got Donda rule number 51 in front of me. Okay. Students must be confident in forming ideas. If not, their writing will suffer. Hmm. Okay. All right. Who's your D-bag, Bradley?
2: Thank you. My D-bag today is the Daily Mail. Get used to it. It's not going to end anytime soon. But specifically this whole sub narrative, this whole storyline about um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle alongside Mm. the Queen's funeral or the passing of the Queen and now the new King. Like they're there for the tabloids to like, I don't know. Feast on? Feast on, yes, that's a good way of putting it. Um, Preparing to say the final goodbye to the Queen, Prince Harry puffs out his cheeks as he gets into a car with Meghan Markle.
0: Did a body language expert weigh in on this? Yeah,
2: I don't know. I think the implication in this case, because it's video of Prince Harry, now they've just gotten into a car after his grandmother has literally been lowered into the ground and he blows out he exhales
1: <laughs> the Daily You're telling Mail, me he's breathing he's
2: well yes at the very least he is a breathing human being unlike the grandmother he's there to mourn but i think the implication is that he has just had enough of this yeah and this is just a lot mm-hmm. and you know they really don't want to be here and he's having a hard time with his brother and they just can't be bothered and Megan isn't saying wow, anything. That's
0: a lot to put into an in-between face. Right? So literally
2: that is a that was a headline at the top of the Daily Mail yesterday and it's just a video clip, a small clip taken out of context of Harry getting in a car and going Okay, Harry. If I had a nickel. Like everybody else. Yeah,
0: right. I was just going to say if I had a nickel for the amount of times in a day, I, I breathe a heavy sigh. Oh, it feels good. It does. And I was going to say, it can mean anything from, oh, I just noticed I hadn't really taken a great deep breath to, boy, I didn't get enough sleep last night. I mean, there's so many things that can be in a sigh and let the man be.
2: And also, I would just like to point out that if you were to go on to read this article in the Daily Mail, and again, they're my D-bag, so you'd think that this would be an article all about Prince Harry heavily sighing and what that meant and all of these things. No, they they can't say those things because then they'd get sued. Right. And uh, they would lose because mm-hmm. that has already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do the thing. They're like, ooh, look at him. He's sighing. And then they go on to tell you about the committal service. Wherein the queen heads to the royal vault, et cetera, et cetera, and they go on to all the coverage because there is no story. But remember, they are leading with this was at the top of the Daily Mail, mm-hmm. a video clip of Prince Harry breathe exhaling. So that just tells you everything you need to know. They know that people will click on mm-hmm. you know this particular stuff, and so they put it in there. Just in the same vein yesterday, there were all of these articles about uh, Megan crying. And it was like they were because, again, they can't say anything Mm -hmm. because they're afraid of getting sued rightly. But they are implying, I think, that like, you know, crocodile tears. Yeah. And they are implying all all sorts of things like she's either doing too much, not doing enough. She was just in the background. She wasn't saying anything. Mm -hmm. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. But again, they're using these two for mileage. It's not about like, you know. I don't know. The somberness the, of the moment.
0: The actual female, like, like, funeral of the person who died.
2: Or here's even another angle that I would allow them, which The Guardian did. And I watched this video this morning of a guy going around to like random parts of England, like, do you care? Mm. And it was interesting to hear people's responses. You
0: probably got a, like a, an entire spectrum of responses. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And he was really talking about media coverage as well. Like, the media coverage is very, like, people. F- I I won't bore you with the details. It's fascinating. What I'm saying is there are different perspectives you could have on this moment. And yet the Daily Mail's perspective is let's lead with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle throwing a temper tantrum in their car, even though they weren't. Let's, let's make you think that. And then we'll give you all the other stuff you came for.
0: May I also draw your attention to another level of coverage that I was not acquainted with until yesterday. This isn't Gawker. It's an entire article that takes a deep dive into prince charles or sorry king charles sausage fingers
2: don't say king charles I'm, sausage fingers
0: i'm sorry it's true they do a deep dive into what is going on with his hands
2: what's going on with his hands
0: well it appears according to an expert which is really just i don't know a dermatologist of some sort that perhaps he's over sanitized cuz his sausage fingers are red and raw
2: Look, as as uh, a person with sausage fingers, I'm not here for that. <laughs> I,
0: I it literally it's like a very long article and. It is only about his sausage fingers. Also, yeah, he's sanitizing the hell out of his hands. Do you see how many people he has to shake hands with in a day? Oh, gosh. Mm. My hands would be so raw. I'd, I'd, be, be, wearing, I'd,
2: I'd be wearing Madonna gloves. I'd
0: be yeah. walking around squirting everybody with the sanitizer. Yeah. Just like...
1: Not even Madonna gloves. Just the old-fashioned yellow rubber kind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not?
2: Hey, by the way, as we go, um, I just want to let you know, breaking news. More women have come forward to oh. allege...
1: Adam, Adam Levine, Levine is a
2: D-bag Yeah. What? And sent nasty messages and did some things with ladies we'll talk about it. Oh. At some point.
1: Ooh, can we
0: I, I Are you feeling offer, generous? Yeah, I, I thought an, you offered
1: were. an opportunity to move away from sausage Adam fingers Levine and Adam Levine. And sausage fingers <laughs> and Oh! Hey, let it out. Hey, yeah, I got to let it out. and that letting it out includes a pair of tickets to boy band christmas at the mystic showroom on wednesday december 21st at 8 p.m be sure you can go because seventh caller 651-641-107
2: hey guys bradley here for my good friends at the snyder team the snyder team with exp realty so here's the thing they have 14 qualified agents they qual or they concentrate rather on personalized service They've been around for 25 years. We, we were just talking about people who've been around a long time and they know their business. That is the same with Jennifer, Bob, and the whole Snyder team with EXP Realty. They've been focusing over those 25 years on se- buying and selling homes throughout the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin. They have helped over 3,000 families in those years. And I have heard from some of those families and I can tell you, Joe and Stacy, for example, were afraid to down or were ready to downsize, but afraid that they were going to have to sell uh, to move twice. Rather, if their home sold too fast, that's where Jennifer and the Snyder team came in and uh, really saved the day for them. So they didn't have to move twice. Head to the Snyder team today and don't forget to tell them Bradley say you.
0: Hey, it's Steve and I'm excited. the Swass finale. Uh-huh. Today. Get in on it. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My 107.1. 1071. Colleen Lindström, Bradley Trainer. Eee. And you guys, I watched uh the new quantum leap last night. Did you know oh. there was a new quantum leap?
2: Are you watching beard, something, beard, beard, beard,
0: beard, beard, beard. Oh, yeah, maybe we should do a little here's so what we're watching live, Let's don't do I think? It. You you guys watch that television show together, don't you?
1: Don't you? Team Cobra presents. Here's, Here's what we're Here's watching live. live. Yeah. What so you watch now?
0: There's a new quantum leap, and it's on NBC on Monday nights at nine o'clock Central Time. Yeah, we
2: just learned about that yesterday, and we learned that Scott Bakula was not involved.
0: He wasn't involved, and I would like to question that choice.
2: Oh, okay. So, what'd you think?
0: Um. I'm going to watch it again, but oh. but I'm going to tell you what you need to know in order to discern for yourself whether this is a move you want to make. Okay. One of the things that I appreciated most, for those of you who don't know, the story of Quantum Leap essentially is that a guy uh, played by Scott Bakula, the actor, his name is Dr. Sam Beckett. Um, leaps through time into the body of another person and helps them right a wrong, um, with the help of his trusty friend, whose name I can't remember right now, uh, and their computer Ziggy. They're able to find out like what happened in history, that what is the right that they need to wrong, and then Scott Bakula's character's opportunity is to help change that history a little bit. And yeah. then when the, when he's completed his mission, he leaps to another time and space into another body. And now
2: at times it, it's usually around like major, you know, historical events. Yeah. He's just periods. trying
0: to get home. Yeah. And he's just trying to get home, but he just keeps leaping and never makes it home. Now, what is what I love about the original Quantum Leap is that it was a procedural, meaning you hop it you leap in, they leap and you're just like you don't need any context. There's
2: no like story arc beyond an episode. None. Other than the like thinly veiled premise.
0: Yes, which is which you get enough of in the opening credits. This one is not. This one is a serial. This one is one where you really do need to know what the groundwork is because they do what they did not do in the original quantum leap. And they split it between present day, what's happening in the laboratory where they've created this. So there's essentially two storylines. There's whatever the new doctor is solving and there's what's going on at home, the place where he came from and the military project that has the big computer. It's too much.
2: So that does That's, sound like a lot. It also sounds like Stranger Things slash like Time Wheel or whatever that dumb show from the 70s was. It's,
0: it's way too much. They bit off more than they could chew. I really feel like they did. I think the acting is good, and the part where they're trying to right a wrong could be better, but they don't have time to flesh that storyline out because they're so busy with this other storyline that they're going to f- pull through all the episodes.
2: So who's the Scott Bakula character? Is there not one?
0: So he's a whole different character, but the person who plays the role of the time jumper is a guy by the name, the actor's name is Raymond Lee. And you would know him most recently from Top Gun Maverick, but he plays the role of a physicist named Ben Song. And then his fiance uh, is also his coworker and, he leaps without telling anybody he's going to start leaping and she ends up being his hologram and in it you there's this tension of like he left her and the original story was that she was going to be the leaper and he was going to be the hologram and then, then there's this whole like military thing going on over here and then like there's a computer oh God, there's I
2: can't, so you guys hurts. it was I, I. but you said you're going to stay with it so what I about know, it
0: I'll watch another episode because what I want to see them is cor- I want to see them correct like I want to see more of the leaping and
1: less of the backstory what you say is that the show has a chance
0: yeah. if they figure out like, I want to see if they if they minimize that a little bit because if they just abandon that story entirely, I'm here for it. like
2: what abandon what story?
1: The whole what's happening at home, the serial yeah. piece of it. part of the term of the original quantum leap is that you didn't know what was happening no. in the present day where well, Dean, because yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. You didn't know what the what that was, like where he came from.
0: Right. You had a like you you would maybe get details if you watched enough about who these people were, but now these characters are fully developed um including but not limited to. Well, it's just I listen, I don't even want to go down the road. It doesn't it's sound like I need
2: to tune in anytime soon, but I'm glad you uh, if if something changes you let us know.
0: I will. However, I'm not. Just makes
2: me want to go back and watch the OG.
0: That's the thing is that just go back and watch the real. Can you? Is that quantum leap? I I found it on YouTube TV. Oh, okay. Like, it actually exists. All right. So, That's yes, I believe that you can go back and watch the original.
2: And this is on NBC? Le-
0: NBC. Yeah. Yep. On Mondays at 9 is o'clock. Is it, like,
2: streaming anywhere? Like Hulu or Peacock? Probably. Or- okay. Oh. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you. I'll Google it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if you want to watch it. You don't have to, though. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'll let you know if it changes. We got some pizza